Welcome back to the podcast, The Lost Eras. I'm Chelsea. And I am your co-host, Jeff. (laughs) This week we watched Captain Marvel. Released in 2019. Yes. So far we watched two movies that say Captain, Captain America, Captain Marvel. In the Marvel comic universe. What are the other ones called? It's going to be Captain something every single time? No, there's like Iron Man... Um, the, the Incredible Hulk, the Avengers, there's a lot of different ones. So what did you think of this movie? I liked this movie. I'm happy that, (laughs) because the first one we didn't start out very strong. I didn't really like it. This has redeemed Marvel for me. So I really liked this one. I thought it was fun. I like Captain Marvel or carol danvers i think she's a fun character she's kind of sassy so i power yeah and i loved the 90s nostalgia (laughs) the soundtrack was amazing i wasn't too excited about that don't get me wrong i like music (laughs) i enjoy listening to music from the 90s yeah you act like you hate the 90s and all 90s music and all 90s everything music from the 90s should not be in movies from the 90s but this is even worse because the movie was released in 2019 it's a newer movie still has a 90s soundtrack so i will say for a movie like this that is trying to really emphasize being in the 90s i think it's really important to put you know like they have the fonz lunchbox that's not 90s well no i know but like in the 90s we carried little plastic lunchbox boxes or like little metal i see where you're going with it like i can agree it's important to kind of like time stamp it because then there's no confusion of where we're at it's it's always annoying to me when the movie is set in a certain time and they play songs that were created after that time period that's worse (laughs) that is much worse yeah so i'll throw this movie a bone using 90s music it was 20 years after the fact, right? So it's set in time 20 years in the past. So at least they've had time to see what has aged and how well 30 things have aged. It's almost 30 years. It's in the 99. Past. Oh, was it set in 99? That's what I thought you told me. Well, the 90s. Let me start. I don't know what year specifically. I think it was 99. I'm talking about six years ago. Crash six years ago. Either no, way, the it, 90s so ended... I'll tell you, Lawson died in 1989, and that was six years before this was set. So it's 95. It's like right in the middle of the 90s. Middle of the 90s. Okay. So it could be much worse. Where I was going with that, it could be much worse than a movie made in the 90s using current music. Yeah. Because then it dates you. One after the fact. So they're trying to be dated. I enjoy all those songs that played, most of them. Yeah. But some of them are just ridiculous. Like. Every time a new song would come on, you're like, really? Again with this? Like, we get it. It's the 90s. Thank you for (laughs) reminding us again. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I'm here for all of it. I do see how it's important that they kept playing that because this movie takes place in the timeline, the MCU timeline, before Captain America wakes up from his coma. Yeah. They had to keep reminding us. I don't know how soon before. Well. But knowing Samuel L. Jackson's character, uh... Agent Fury, 
he has two eyes in this movie for most of the movie. So right, and then he ha- you see him later with the eye patch, and the then that's patch. how he and the eye is patch in Captain America. Yeah, so I think Captain I. I'm not positive, but I think Captain America is because what did they say? He was a, in a coma for almost like 70 years. So 43, so day. 70 years from 43 would be is it 2003, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. Well, and this was made in 2000. Captain America was made in 2011. So I think that it was current day at that point. And they time. could be rounding up, right? It could be 68 years, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, I do... Redemption. You mentioned this movie redeeming the Marvel for you. I don't know. Redemption is a strong word. Well, because I because I really liked this movie, and I really didn't like Captain America. And granted, Captain America was like a fine movie. I just didn't like the storyline. I don't like Captain America. He's not. He's not my type of comic book hero. Just from what I've seen so far. Maybe other movies I'll like him more. But at that point, like in that movie, I didn't like it that much. So this Captain Marvel is definitely my type of comic book hero. Like she can like. She was almost a comic book (laughs) anti-hero. Well, yeah. I mean, she started out on the wrong team, but she didn't know. They brainwashed so, her. How many how many people are on the wrong side of any story well, that's, that don't know? <laughs> that's true. They don't know the better. Si- they don't know yeah. all the information. They think that they're right. Yeah. So I did li- like she just she can do a lot. It seems like she actually has powers. Oh, she does. Whereas Captain America, what does he do? Like, what are his powers? He's just he went from scrawny to bulky. He's on steroids. But like, yeah, like okay. Like modern day Captain America's would be like the, <laughs> like bodybuilders. <laughs> no, not no. I'm not saying that bodybuilders do steroids necessarily. <laughs> but yes, I get what your point is. It's just a steroid, yeah. Yeah. No, I know that's like it's just boring for me. Like I want something out of this world, and she literally can fly around using her fists oh, yeah. of fury. <laughs> 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 is that what they're called i don't know but that's what i call them which i think is funny because we have an agent fury in the movie so did you notice did you notice how she got her powers yeah from a the core the or whatever core thing that the doctor was working on i feel like this is like did you notice common do you notice the core energy from the core Looked. came from the blue cube oh that's also how captain america got his power that's also how red skull got his oh, power yeah, yeah. it's all coming I from actually this blue cube i didn't put those two together but you're correct yes it is the same cube or type of cube so they've just harnessed the power differently yeah one was injected one was absorbed through well, an explosion let's be real here hers worked a lot better she can fly around different galaxies Captain well, here's, here's America just runs faster than a normal human would. Here's maybe the deal. Captain America probably has the same powers. He just doesn't know. He doesn't have the same anger issues <laughs> that Carol has. That's why you put women in charge of things. We get no, shit done. No, this is why we don't. <laughs> do you want the world to implode and disappear? <laughs> or do you just want, you know, selected, you know, precision stuff done? That's Captain America. Yeah, he's boring. Not using his emotion. Oh, you mean like humdrum. I like like a firecracker. The world can go on. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 
So literally, she exploded spaceships, entire spaceships, right above Earth. Yeah, I do. Without any thought for what the fallout would be. Well, she knew that she could just stop them from falling onto Earth with her powers. Did she? Yeah. No, she stopped the the missiles. missiles. Yeah. But what about the plane, the spaceship she blew up? Well. It disappeared. Earth's gravity pulls it back in, and then we have it landing on innocent children. No, no. She knew that she could handle it. She put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, seems like. <laughs> so anyways. Well, the I, do, I did look up Carol Danvers just to see when she fell into the timeline of the actual comic books, like if she was a part of it or if this is something new that they just created. So Carol Danvers first appeared in the comics in March 1968. There were actually a few different iterations of Captain Marvel over the years. Like there was a guy initially that said Shazam and there was a wizard that created like that turned him into a superhero. There's there's been like several different iterations of Captain Marvel. But Carol Danvers specifically first appeared in March 1968. Hmm. Yeah, so she's been around for a while. I like her. Uh, I like how they came up with the Marvel Captain Marvel Marvel comics. Yeah, and it's the Mar Doctor hyphen Vel. Who's a? It's not a Klingon. What's their Cree? Yeah, Cree. Mar Vel is of Cree. Yeah. Cree Marvel. Marvel Cree. Correct. Doesn't ring well. <laughs> so, do you want to go back to 2019 when this was released? Yeah, take me back to pre COVID. Tell All me right. what it's like. I've forgotten. Yeah, it was released on March 8th, 2019. And Avengers Endgame was actually the top movie this year. So, Avengers is also Marvel. Correct, yes. Was it released later in the year, I'm assuming? So they released multiple to compete with each other? So it was released April 26th, so not much later. Like a <laughs> month and a half. Yeah, they got one of these movies coming out every single month, basically. Like, it's crazy how often they are released. So yeah, March 8th to April. So Probably playing the uh, algorithms. Yeah. Gotta stay current. Yep. Gotta get it in there. Well, so Avengers Endgame was the top movie, but it was followed by The Lion King, which I think was the, like, that live action one. No idea. I haven't seen it. Um, Yeah, I haven't seen. Actually, I haven't really seen any of these. The Toy Story 4. <laughs> how, how is a fourth sequel or a third sequel to any franchise? Playing with toys. How does it come in third? In the entire year, you can't tell me that there was more original movies created that year? Come on. Fast and the Furious there's, 72. Yeah, they're still drawing in that many people. Four movies in. Frozen 2 was number four. And then Captain Marvel was number five. So Captain Marvel did good. Just not as good as Avengers Endgame. Hmm. So do you want to get into the movie? Yeah. All right. So Carol wakes up from a bad dream. We just kind of see like a glimpse of some weird creature walking looks towards like they're her on like another planet yeah like in a war looks like a war zone yeah in her dream yeah and there's this like weird creature walking towards her and then she wakes up 
And now we're in Hala, capital of Cree civilization. Carol Danvers. Is she played by the same actor that's in Dodgeball with Vince Vaughn? Mm, I don't think so. Ben Stiller. Looks similar to me, but maybe Her name is Brie Larson. Mm, I think it is. Uh, No, that's Christine Taylor that plays Katie in Dodgeball. Okay. What else has Brie Larson been in? Would I recognize her from anything else? Um, she's been in a lot of stuff. She's actually been, she was in your favorite movie, um, thirteen going on thirty. She was part of the six chicks. She was <laughs> one of the teenage girls, you know, that yeah. she hung out with. <laughs> I would not remember that. Um, but other than that, she's been in quite a few Marvel movies. <laughs> I'm assuming. Okay, so never mind. Moving but on. yeah, I don't. I don't really see anything that we watched. I saw some similarities, but it's just. Yeah. It dawned on me that Dodgeball's twenty years prior to this movie probably doesn't look the same anymore. Oh, and she was also in um, Community. Do you remember that show my mom used to watch with? I think Joel Joel McHale. Yeah, we should watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was only in, in three episodes, but she was in it. So. Funny. Yeah. So Anyways. you were saying they're on Hala, planet Hala. Yes, they're in Hala, the Not capital of Crete. Not to be confused Crete. with Hala's moon, Hala back. <laughs> there was some Gwen Stefani music in this. Yeah. So she's trading with Jude Law, and she What's can't, his name? I don't. I don't know. It's it's something to stupid. To me, it's Jude Law. We'll just call him Jude. Yeah. I That's all I care about. Like, I just love him in movies. Like, I just love him. So, <laughs> anytime... in this movie. I know. I don't care. Anytime he's in a movie, I'm excited for it. Like, it, I'm here for it. You know? It's Jude Law. So. Anyways, she can't remember her history. And they're kind of talking about this. Past, right? Yeah. She... she has memories but she like can't piece anything together and he says that she just needs to forget about that and then just move forward with her life like she was she's hala now like she's kree she just needs Well, she doesn't know she's not kree well yeah but it's like they gave her these powers she needs to harness the power she just needs to focus on training Mm-hmm. And not worry about these past memories. Controlling her emotion, I think, was something he kept repeating. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> she definitely needs to learn how to control her emotions. But she punches him, and he goes flying. And then we cut over, and now they're on a train. And they're talking about her fists and how he has a responsibility to teach her. And that she needs to think with her head. And not her heart, because again, she's uh, allowing her emotions to control her, and she needs to control her emotions. She's got some deep-seated anger, probably some from something in the past that she's trying to remember she can't remember. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, she's angry at him, but she just doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know it. So they're taking a train to see the supreme intelligence. Yeah. And so then we show up there and the Supreme Intelligence is an AI leader. Um like and the leader, the leader of the, leader of the civilization Kree. is AI. Yeah. So foreshadowing for us maybe. <laughs> yeah. AI takes over in the future. Well, in the past. 
So she's getting, like, she stands there and she kind of gets scanned and then it, like, shoots her into this AI well, this, like, virtual reality. stuff kind of reaches out. It takes form and shape and, like, taps into her all over her body. Yeah. And the AI person is t- telling her that she had a bad person in her past. The person she sees when communicating with AI is whoever she's admired most in her life. That's how the AI communicates with people. Yeah. It takes the form of whoever they've idolized most. Yeah. And she also had this bad person in her past, but she can't remember who it is. Um, But AI is telling her she needs to let go of it. Her powers were given and they can be taken away. And the AI tells her that she needs to work on mastering her powers. And then AI gives her a mission. So then after that conversation about mastering the powers, uh, the AI gives her a mission and... I thought initially it was just for her, but apparently it's for a group of them to go recover one of their own from a planet called Corfa. Do you remember that? Yeah. And Jude Law, I think, is the leader of the mission. There's like six of them or something like that. And one of my favorite lines when his little, uh, what do you call it, the like amp you up speech, <laughs> he says, we should all be ready to join the collective if that is our fate. <laughs> yeah. Just call it the collective. Yeah. So now they're getting onto the spaceship and they have to do a search and rescue of their friend Solar. So Solar's apparently been taken or something. And I love how all their names are just like one word split into two. Yeah. Solar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he he was on a mission, I think, and then was taken or something like that. So now Well, her name is Vers. Do you remember that? Carol Danvers. They found her dog tag. We find out later to find her dog tag and all that was left was V-E-R-S. On the oh, way. yeah. So that's why they named her Verse. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I didn't even catch that, but yeah. So they're on this planet. Yeah. So they well, solar. So they're heading off to this planet and they crash their ship into the water. And it, it's it's like such a weird landing. <laughs> But once it crashes into the water, it like slows them down and then they kind of hit the ground underneath the water. And then they all jump out of the ship and start they're like, swimming. They're like torpedoes, human sized yeah. torpedoes. All six of them just like, <laughs> they're not even swimming. They're just like propelled. Yeah, it's weird. And then we see some of these other beans they're just well we later learn that they're scrolls but they look like aliens they're local refugees is what they were impersonating yeah but then a fight breaks out and turns out they're actually these shapeshifters that are are scrolls called scrolls and they were impersonating solar but then they realize that it's not actually him so then they shoot him um and then they get, they're getting attacked from the ground and from the sky. They're getting attacked from all over. And then one of them kind of captures Carol and reads her memories. Yeah. So they capture her and then, yeah, they're tapping into her mind somehow. Yeah. And then we're trying s- to unlock memories. They're like directing her mind to like mind control. Yeah. We're seeing flashes like forward and back and forward and back. They're trying to find a specific memory. So it's like they're kind of filtering through. 
And we see her in the Air Force. We go further back and she's a kid racing go-karts and gets into an accident. Then we go forward to her in boot camp and we're just really jumping all around. And then you can hear the aliens commenting about how this doesn't make sense and they feel like she's playing games. Well, it's because there's so many holes in her memory. Yeah. They don't, I don't know if they know who they've captured. I think they do. Um, I don't think that they do it first, but I think that they figure it out pretty quickly. I think they do because later on in the movie, uh, he comments to her about how she had the same signature as that. Oh, genetic so code. Were, yeah. It was a trap. Yeah. For her. Okay. Yeah. And then, so we do find out that they're after Dr. Wendy Lawson and she's a part of Pegasus. We don't have any more information yeah, than we don't that. Know what that is, yeah. yeah. And we then see her hanging upside down and she's like in this contraption thing that's reading her mind. She's able to use her fists of fury to break free. <laughs> Out of the bat hang. Yeah. And then she asks the lead alien what they did to her. He tells her that those are all of her memories, but she doesn't believe him because nothing of it seems familiar familiar to her yeah they pulled him out of some deep dark corner of her brain yeah and then she asks what they're after and he says the location of dr lawson so she says that she doesn't think that she knows her but clearly she does because she's in her memories so she ends up fighting all of the scrolls like all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, there's still a few left, like but 20, 20 plus. Well, yeah. And I don't know if she actually kills any of them. She's just fighting them. off. Yeah. She just fights them off. And then she steals one of their spaceships and crashes it into a blockbuster in California. Yeah. And I'm assuming it looks like California. I think it's LA. Yeah. Close to the studio. Yeah. Um, well, I'm pretty sure it's L.A. and that'll come up later and well, I'll explain well, why. Mm, maybe not L.A. It's on C-53, whatever planet that is. But it's Earth. Okay, just check it. I'll explain why. Hold on. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. So she crash lands into a blockbuster. Blockbuster is closed at the time, thankfully. Yeah. And she's like looking around. She doesn't really understand what the hell all of these little boxes are. And she walks out and she starts talking to the security guard and he looks so fucking confused. Yeah, he won't get out of his car. Like <laughs> yeah. He's just Because he saw the crash happen. And then she's like saying all this like weird stuff. Like she's like talking. Where's your communications? Yeah. Where's your communication? Yeah. And she's like, she's saying all of these things to him and he's just staring at her, not responding. And she's like, um... Is my universal translator working? Do you understand? Yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> he's like, yes. Well, he's just staring there blankly <laughs> as she's trying to warn him, like, there's scrolls infiltrating C-53, and he's just like... He has no idea what she's talking about. Just blank-faced. <laughs> yeah, so like, yes, I understand your words, but I don't know what they mean. <laughs> I love the car he's in, too. It's just... Yeah. I don't know what kind of car it was. Like a Chrysler K car, just two-tone brown white. Just yeah. sits there, points her towards the Radio Shack when she asks about communication stuff. That was funny. Yeah. I don't think there's a Radio Shack anymore either. I Yeah, I think it might be completely gone. So she gets something in the Radio Shack and rigs up a device with a payphone. Yeah, and then we to also... call another planet to call home. 
So we see some scrolls crash into the ocean. And as they walk out, they just see humans. So they shapeshift into these humans. Yeah, but these aren't just any humans. They're surfers. They're surfers, bro. <laughs> so they shapeshift into these surfers and like wetsuits <laughs> and flip flops. Yeah. So then we flash back over to Carol and she is standing in a payphone. She had gotten what she needed out of the radio shack, apparently. I like that Earth has all of the things that you need to be able to contact other galaxies. We just don't know how to use it. I like the fact that, yeah, the payphone next to the radio shack can call another planet. Mm -hmm. But I find it very strange that she had change to make that call. Because during the phone call, (laughs) you gotta insert more change to keep this call going. Yeah, and she didn't have more, so... Maybe it was like leftover from the last person. Oh, the pay it forward. Yeah. So she does, she is able to talk to Jude Law for a little bit. And she tells them about Lawson. She also tells them about the rescue mission, which was false because the scroll's friend had their code and she wasn't sure how they actually had the friend's code. Mm-hmm. So. But they get disconnected, so she doesn't really get any answers. And then Jude tells the rest of the team that she's on C-53. Yeah. And we hear a short conversation between the other two. And there was a comment made, like, have you ever been there before? And the other one replies, it's a shithole. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know. There were lots of jokes throughout this movie, and I did appreciate the humor. Yes. So cops pull up. She's still in the payphone trying to figure out what to do. And the cops pull up and start talking to this guard. The same security guard. He hasn't moved. Yeah. He's still just standing there staring at her or sitting there staring at her. And he points them over to her in the payphone. You notice how it's not any regular police either that show up. It's what what department was he with? The shield. Yeah. Like flash, flashes his badge. I didn't catch it at first, but apparently the shield is like. Well, probably higher than the FBI Well, I think they handle the alien encounters. Right. Some girl crash landed, <laughs> bore a hole through a roof of a blockbuster. I'm responding to that. But also, like, for someone that handles, like, these weird cases that are out of this world, he doesn't, well, he doesn't believe it at he all. He doesn't believe in aliens. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and so he walks over, and she starts talking about the scrolls, and he goes to arrest her, but then one of the scrolls actually does attack, and she shoots... Her fists of fury at them. Yeah, she points the towards the alien and blows a giant hole in the concrete <laughs> roof of the bank next door or whatever. And yeah, and then she runs and chases after him. Agent Fury <laughs> makes a comment to his... Yeah, his other his partner. co-worker. Yeah. yeah. Did you see her where her weapon was? <laughs> Did you see her weapon? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have one. There was no weapon. It's her fists. Mm-hmm. So she does chase after the scroll. She... He he gets onto the train and she sees him on the train, and then so she the train doors have closed though, so she just jumps onto the back of the train and is holding on. Meanwhile, Agent Fury and his partner partner start chasing down the train. Right. Yeah. They're they're chasing after her in the cop car, and mm-hmm. she's walking through the train. She's looking for the scroll, but at this point, the scroll has probably shapeshifted into someone else. So she's like trying to see if there's anything because later we do learn that the scrolls have to see the person first or the object 
before they're able to transform into it. Right. So she's trying to look for something that stands out. And they also out. get, when they see them in shapeshift, they also get their recent memories, too, so they can kind of impersonate them. Yeah. They won't know everything, but they get some recent memories. Yeah. So as she's walking through the train, we do have, like, a little connection in here to something. So we see Stanley, who is like basically the creator of the Marvel universe or co-creator. How did you spot that? Okay, hold on. I'll tell you why. <laughs> so we, he's sitting there on the train and he's reading a script and it's to Mallrats, which was a movie that he was in back in the nineties. And I know of this movie. I've actually never seen it, but I know of it because I know Shannon Doherty and she was in it. Well, I don't know her personally, but I know her from things and she was in it. And so I just, I had caught the, the mall, mall rats, rats on, the paper. on the paper. And I was like, oh, that was a movie back in the 90s. So now, obviously, Stanley is much older. <laughs> but he was in that movie in the 90s. And so it was basically him reading his script on the way <laughs> to whatever set he was going to. Or maybe an audition. We don't know. And it's a funny little cameo. Yeah, and so that's why I'm pretty sure it's set in L- in LA. So safe assumption. I was just going off, you know, what I know of LA. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was funny how there's so many connections down in the little land of Hollywood. Right. So train chase continues. Yeah, and she walks up to this old lady but she had saw the old lady get off the train earlier. Yes. And now all of a sudden the old lady's on the train. So she knows that this is one of the scrolls and she starts beating up this she old lady. Say anything. She just starts wailing on her. <laughs> but also but this, she's having to fight off the whole train too, trying to hold her back. Well, yeah, they're trying to hold her back. But like, do you not see that this old lady is like vaulting around the pole and the train? Like she's like, yeah, it's able like, to it's like watching fight. a mix between Cirque du Soleil and Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. And she's able to fight so well. So clearly this old lady is not who she says she is. But it is LA. Yeah. So they're trying to hold her back. The old lady gets away. And we see her get finally get free from the people holding her back. And she does try to run after the scroll. Um, but he jumps off the train. Gets lost in the crowd. Yeah. And so they both jump off the train and he yeah, he runs away. So she's not able to find him. Meanwhile, the cops are still in pursuit. And one of the agents, like the agent, the agent Fury's partner calls him and says, hey, I just got out of Blockbuster. Where are you? Like, it looks like you left. And but his partner is also sitting right next to him. So he realizes, oh, this must be an imposter. So they end up getting he in. He still doesn't believe in aliens yet. Well, no, he's but he's like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so then there's like a little fight kind of that breaks out with the two of them. They get into a car accident. And the alien or the scroll dies. But when he dies, he like turns back into his true form. Yeah, that's something they do. And so now Agent Fury's like, what the hell? <laughs> he just, um, thankfully, he had the wherewithal to cover the face up. <laughs> yeah. With his coat. Yeah, he co- he puts the coat over the alien, so that way <laughs> passerbys don't see. <laughs> yeah. Giant green head with big ears. Big yeah. Elf ears. 
Oh, I wonder if these people help Santa Claus at the North Pole. Perhaps. You don't, you never know. They do turn out to be friendly. Their story later, yeah. Yeah. That would add up. So they take him to be studied, and turns out his friend, the scroll's friend, is the one that's actually doing the studying of him. He's well, there's he's the one doing impersonating the like the Emmy. Fury's boss. No, not the Emmy. The Emmy actually did the autopsy. Oh, it's Fury's it's, boss. Okay, yeah, has shown up, and he's a scroll, but uh, Agent Fury doesn't know that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so now we have Carol on a motorcycle, and she stops at this bar, and yeah, she... fucking 90s soundtrack kicking in hard right now, walking <laughs> yeah. into the bar. She clearly has some memories from this place, like, they're, we're getting, like, a little clip, little or, like, flash little flashes of, of it. In a chair or something. Yeah, but she obviously still cannot piece all of these together, and then she's Do looking... you know what I find weird in this movie? What? Um... And granted, I know it's her movie, but in your memories, you personally, Chelsea, you never see yourself in your own memories. Right. Yeah. So I find that interesting. I know they have to have a way to show it. Yeah. But you never see yourself in third person. Right. If you did, you'd be a serial killer. (laughs) Or a twin. (laughs) Just something I wanted to point out. That was just an interesting fact. Yeah. Twins. So she's looking at a picture of an airplane and it's kind of, it like triggers something in her brain, I think. And she asked the bartender where this is. He doesn't seem to know, but then he said some airport. Yeah. Then agent Fury walks out from behind the bar and starts talking to her. So she quizzes him a bunch to make sure he's not a scroll. So apparently scrolls can only remember um, recent history of a person they right. don't have any definitive facts from their past, like l- earlier past. So, and it, I guess they can't make things up either. <laughs> it seems like. They are not good at making things up on the Up floor. on the spot, yeah. And so she asks about like where he was born and all of that, like his early history. And then she says, hey, tell me a fact that so obscure that the scrolls couldn't make it up and he says something and so then she she it's confirmed he is not a scroll and then he asks her to do the same thing <laughs> and she uses her fist to like shoot the jukebox and he's like what does that prove and she's like well the scrolls don't have that energy or whatever and so then he he's still not sure he's like how am i supposed to know that <laughs> He's still confused, but he must believe her enough because he does take her to Pegasus. He is apparently part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she and Pegasus is connected to this. So he's able to get in. They start asking for Lawson and they're taken into a room that's locked. So he yeah, they asked the wrong question. Right. Yeah. And he can sense something's wrong. Um, so he's able to get a fingerprint off of his badge that the guy had held. And he uses like a piece of scotch tape to do it. And then he puts the scotch tape to the little fingerprint reader and it scans it, lets him out. So then they get to the next locked door and he's like, oh, wait, hold on. I got my piece of tape. And she just. That he is so 
meticulously folded up to save in the off chance they need to open another door. <laughs> and she literally doesn't even look at the doorknob. She just points her fist and blows Blast the doorknob. Blast through yeah. it. And then he's kind of like, why didn't you just do that earlier? And she's like, well, I didn't want to steal your thunder. Like, right. you had a plan. We also see a cat, like an orange cat. Mm-hmm. Which we did see in her memories when she was being probed by the aliens. Uh, I didn't remember that. Yeah, it was Dr. What's the doctor's name they're looking for? Lawson. Dr. Lawson's cat. Oh, okay. The orange tabby looking cat. So, and I love his, I love Samuel's interactions, Agent Fury's interactions with the cat. He's just so. He just baby talks. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. He loves this cat. (laughs) So. Very polite to the cat. Very friendly with the cat. Yeah. Great. And I feel Like, like. Never mind. We're trying to like save the world. And people are shooting at us and all this stuff. Right. Like, he has oh, time to pick cat. up the cat and like cuddle it. But it's funny because like right then I was like, I think this cat is bad. Like I just sense there's something weird about this cat. I was thinking it was like a scroll or something, you know, like following them around spying on them or something. I didn't know really what it was, but I mean, no one ever says that scrolls can't take a form of another animal. Right. So maybe. I mean, that's a valid They point. actually have a conversation about that. The only reason I never thought that is because I did notice the cat in the memories with oh. the doctor. Yeah, but the scrolls actually do have a conversation with them about that later. Um, they're, Agent Fury's like questioning the scrolls, like, what can you turn into? And can you turn into animals? Can you turn into a house plant? And they're like, why would you want to? <laughs> right. <laughs> not something you need so so i think at that point yes they probably could but they also don't i don't know why just so random i don't know why but that just that conversation right there about turning into inanimate things remind me of the movie uh meet the fockers where de niro tells ben stiller like i've got nipples greg could you milk me (laughs) just popped in my head like why would you want to like why why is that necessary yeah so random. Yeah. So they break into this filing room. and they Records f- room, if you will. Yeah. They find Lawson's file. She did die in 1989, which was six years ago. She was actually Cree. And yeah, because there's Cree glyphs. Yeah. So Carol can read that. So she, she knows yeah. that she was actually Cree. And she finds a picture of herself with Lawson. Climbing into a jet. Yeah, so turns out those memories are accurate. <laughs> so Agent Fury goes for, because he had called backup or he had like sent a page. Called his boss. <laughs> AKA well, he paged his boss. Paged his boss, a.k.a. paged the. The scroll. Scrolls. Yeah. So he goes to let him in and then he quickly realizes that he's a scroll. and Yeah, because he's an expert now. He's a quick learner. Yeah, he is. And Carol is talking to Jude Law through her little arm walkie-talkie that she uses. Right. Updating <laughs> yeah. Jude to the situation. Yeah. And he tells her that Lawson was on an undercover mission. He's not supposed to tell her this, but he does. And she was on an undercover mission. But he tells her just to forget the memories and focus on her training. Like, she, he why? He also commented that she could be the enemy of her own self. Yeah. Well, and also. Like, very big red flag. Right. It's like a red flag that they keep trying to, like, 
smash her memories down. I feel like when someone doesn't want you to remember something, it's probably because A, they don't look good in the memory, or B, it's because something bad had happened. So like, there, this is a red flag for me. <laughs> what are you wanting me to forget and why? Yeah, and it's been very consistent so far, like pressure, high pressure to not remember her memories. Yeah. So Agent Fury gets attacked, um, but she saves him, and now they're on the run. Well, she's in the stairwell, and she hears something about killing them both or whatever. So she turns around to go help him. Yeah. Yeah, and the cat Goose is now also in the elevator with them. Yeah, the cat's name's Goose. <laughs> yeah, and she... Work fuzzy moments with Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson and this cat. Well, do you feel like this was like a throwback to Top Gun? No. Because well, like... the name Goose, yeah, but... Because like they're in the Air Force. Yeah. The cat's name is Goose. Like I feel like that's... Yeah, totally named after yeah, Top Gun. Like it has to be. Because the cat was around six years ago. And the cat's... So like, that adds up. That tracks. Well, and the cat's very helpful, turns out. So like, I think, yes. I feel like this is definitely a throwback to that. So... Anyways, um, they climb into this plane thing. Well, I had another comment. Oh, I okay. Point out something funny. When they were still in the filing room, the records room, and his boss comes in and he knows his boss is bad. First words out of the boss's mouth was, was it something I said? And yes. And just starts making all these digs. Like, yes, it the was. aliens are very funny. They are. Yeah. So yeah, the goose cat sneaks into the spaceship with him, or not a spaceship. Well, it's, it's a, like a pl- it's like a plane military helicopter thing because it doesn't yeah, need a runway. It does vertical takeoffs. Yeah, yeah. I would call it a spaceship. So it becomes a spaceship. Yeah, she tells them that she thinks that she can fly this, and so they take off. And they're talking about, she thinks that she was the pilot that went down with Lawson. She shows him the picture that she stole from the records room. They find out that Goose had snuck into the plane with them. So they see Goose sitting there. Yeah, as they like accelerate and gain elevation quickly, Goose, the cat, is like sprawled flat against like a tote <laughs> in the back. Because they're yeah. not strapped into a cat seat. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was funny. This cat gets into a lot of problems. <laughs> so they're talking about how there was the person that had made the report. So there was they had the last contact with Lawson and her pilot. Like the only survivor was this other person. Yeah, and so they need to go talk to her, and she lives in Louisiana. Her last name's Rambo. Yeah, so. Then we see Jude Law talking to some hologram figure, and it just seems shady. Like, this is when it's, like, starting... Hologram figure reminded me of somebody from, like, ancient Egypt, too. Yeah. The headdress thing. Yeah. Well, it just seems shady. Like, this is when I started piecing together that maybe these aren't actually the good guys. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did you not? Oh, as soon as she started getting probed hanging upside down in that bat contraption. Oh. What got it for me is the Cree. Anytime there's an alien that has an Australian accent like that, <laughs> I'm going to just think they're nice. Trust them. <laughs> yeah. 
They got a little bit of humor. <laughs> so if you want a to... great guy to hang out with and get to know. If you want to like kidnap Jeff or something, just talk to him in an Australian accent. Use an accent. And honestly, <laughs> even with like the like a lot of girls like guys with dimples in their chin, right? He's just got five dimples. You know? <laughs> He's dimpled up. Yeah. He's got the accent. He's actually pretty easy on the eyes, you know? Yeah. Different tint, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do tend to figure out things faster than I do in movies. So I was, I, when you didn't seem like that's when, when you said really, I was confused because I was like, did I find this out faster than you? No. (laughs) Of course not. That's okay. So they, they pull up to her friend's house. She is in disbelief that Carol's still alive. Oh, I think I cut you off when Jude was talking to the hooded figure hologram. Not hooded figure, but the headdress piece. They're talking about scrolls infiltrating C-53. And the response was to blow up the entire planet, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Just get rid of the planet. Really hard to believe the Kree are good intended have good intent right when they just want to destroy entire planets yeah they don't even care about getting carol out right big red flag there yeah on jude's part so meanwhile she's talking to rambo her friend and she tells them who she is and her friend's like yeah i know you (laughs) i was there the day of the crash we live together yeah we were best friends my daughter knows you (laughs) And so they start looking through her old belongings and the little the little girl goes to get her jacket that she had saved. And meanwhile, there's a neighbor that's knocking on the door. And at first they think it's a scroll, but then it just seems like he was just kind of a nosy neighbor. So they shut the door and then turn around and then what do you know, the head scroll is right behind them. And he says that he just wants to talk and he has this like recording on a black box that he wants them to listen to. Yeah, But it's not like, Oh, I've got this thing on a black box. He's like, we recovered this thing from the crash. I think you call it black box. Yeah. And they're like, we didn't think that that was that made it or whatever. Yeah. So, but then they look outside and they see that there's another scroll that looks like Rambo with her daughter. Right. But really Rambo's inside this scene. (laughs) Rambo is, seems unfazed by the fact aliens exist i know she's just so like just talking to them like, just like casual like if i turn around and i saw a green like elf man looking thing i would be like might melt into a puddle and just die what the hell i would literally i think i would just shut down or like not be able to say anything but she just like casually talks to him like it's just another person i think it's his buttery <laughs> australian accent yeah. So, but then they see that there's one out with the kids. So then they're nervous. So they make an agreement, an agreement that they will listen to the black box together, but they just need to make sure that the little girl's safe. They don't want the scroll out there with her. So they all go into this. Well, first, like actually, <laughs> before they go into the barn, the scroll sees the cat and like gets really scared. Petrified. Like- <laughs> and he's like, they're like, what? It's just a cat. And he's like, that's not a cat. That's a flurkin. <laughs> so, so you might be right. You might have been onto something. The cat might be bad. Yeah. I was like, see, something's going on with that cat. I knew it wasn't normal. 
So then they go out into the barn. It's like a shed of <laughs> yeah. some sort. Which I don't know why they don't just do it in the house. That's where the computer is. Oh, yeah. You're right. Because oftentimes people leave their giant box computer the in black the garage. Box. I love how the black box information, too, is on a CD-ROM. <laughs> it took forever to load. They plug it in. Yeah. And then Dan is like, Danver's like, what's going on? And they're like, it's loading. Yeah. And you just get that dial-up AOL sound in your head. It's not in the movie, but you're just like, oh, my God. I remember mm-hmm. how things had to load. <laughs> so slow. <laughs> yeah. So we get a scene of what happened with the crash. And there was a... The, Carol and Lawson were flying. And a spaceship starts attacking them. Well, the black box is just audio. But we we flash back. Yeah, we have the memories to flash back to yes right carol and lawson are flying and a spaceship starts attacking them they crash but they're all still alive both of them are still alive and lawson starts explaining that she's from another planet um and you can tell her blood is blue like clearly something's going on and she wants to destroy this energy cell before they find it um, they don't. She doesn't want them to steal her work, and she wants the energy cells on the plane they were just flying. Yeah, she yeah. wants to destroy the plane that crashed. Yeah, and she wants to end the war. Um, but so she starts to sit up to shoot the energy cell, um, but she gets shot before she can. And then we see Jude Law walking out towards her, out of the fog or mist or whatever. Yeah, and this is like identical to her memories from the beginning. Yes, where it's a scroll that's shooting at her. Right. So, like, now we're realizing, oh, Cree erased her memories but replaced it with the scroll to make look, to make it look like the scrolls were the bad guys. But in reality, it was Jude Law, her mentor, and he really is the bad guy. The Crees are the bad guys. So. Another scene where a human gets told a story about aliens being from another planet and Dr. Lawson's bleeding blue and not phased by it. She's like... I'd say you're crazy, but you're bleeding blue right now, and we just got shot at by a spaceship. So, yeah, so I believe you. Just immediate acceptance of a new reality. It blows my mind. She was very calm about that. (laughs) So, but I guess what else is there to do in that situation? You just gotta go (laughs) all in. We also find out that, well, we're starting to piece together that Lawson is Cree. But she's realizing that her people are the bad guys. And so she's kind of gone against Cree because she wants to end this war. Well, and she doesn't really go against like physically. She's just trying to help the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, we we piece more and more of that together as the story progresses. But that this is when we're first, kind of first learning about that. I feel like she leaves planet of that Cree occupies comes the C-53 to kind of hide more or less to work on yeah something to end the war right yeah so and then we see Jude Law walking towards her towards Carol they have a short conversation he basically is asking about the cell and how he needs the cell and she says oh you mean this one and then she blows it up and then and it like blows her up. I mean, like, yeah, like it shoots her back. And then all of a sudden she has all of these blue 
squiggly lines like electricity running through her. So we know at this point it's when she gets her power. And then he takes Carol with him back up to Cree. So now Carol's mad because Jude Law lied to her. And the scroll wants her to help. And he says that it's an unjust war and they just want a home. Cree destroyed their planet. Yeah, they're essentially refugees. Yeah. Just looking for a home. Right. So they're just they're just poor people that the their planet got destroyed by the Cree. So her friend Rambo does encourage her. And they figure out where the the core is. Yeah. They were given coordinates. They couldn't decode. (laughs) And it's really funny because there's the lead scroll guy. And then there's his science guy. And he's like, you're the science man. You couldn't figure this out. Well, that's because Rambo just immediately goes, oh, those are those aren't coordinates. Those are vectors. Yeah. It has to do with flying plane. Like it's in orbit. Like it's orbiting the Earth. Yeah. And so. The science guy does redeem well, himself. Him. Yeah, you got six years to work on this and you couldn't figure it out. Yeah, but he does get to redeem himself because he's able to build them a spaceship out of a plane that they have. Yeah, the vertical takeoff spacey looking plane. He's like, we have few modifications. Yeah. Uh, and apparently all the modifications we see take place are he's just grinding on some metal with a grinder. So apparently <laughs> yeah. that was So it doesn't to... take a lot to build a spaceship, really. Mm-mm. I don't know what NASA's doing every day, but like it's not that complicated. So it has something to do. Well, well, basically, we find out that um, whatever modifications he made turned the scramjets into fusion propulsion jets. So, oh, cool. So you basically are an astronaut. Let's not talk about that <laughs> okay. on this. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the daughter pressures Rambo into going on the mission. Which is so dumb. (laughs) And I love it. This kid is dumb. No. It's awesome. She wants her mom to be a hero. And her mom ends up being a hero. So if her mom doesn't make it home, you're now an orphan. Well. There's no dad. She's a kid. She doesn't think about things like that. So she also helps Carol pick out the new color of her suit because she's originally in this like green suit and she doesn't want Cree yeah, colors. Cree colors are yeah. Green. yeah. So she doesn't want Cree colors anymore. So they decide, you know, they're on the same team now. And the little girl has a USA Air Force shirt on. And so she's like, why don't we match? So they pick her red, white, and blue colors out. Mm-hmm. Well and there's Not some so gold. White. There's some gold in there. Yeah. It's Captain America colors. Okay. Yeah. So and then Jude Law figures out where they are they left one of the scrolls as a decoy looking like Carol, but he figures it out pretty quickly, but too late because they're already gone. Yeah, but sadly that scroll dies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't like that they left him behind. because but he realizes like, that she knows, at least at this point. Yeah, but like... What was the purpose of leaving him behind? I feel like as a decoy, but like... Also, you know that he's going to die, so basically you just sacrificed him. Was it because he's the science guy and he screwed up? Possibly. Is that why he has to die? He built you a spaceship. Most definitely. So they're flying to the cell, and the cat is with them again. And the cat is like... Where are they flying to? They're flying to Marvel's lab. Yeah, which is literally just out in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, but the cat is with them, and he's like zero gravity, just like floating around. <laughs> yeah, all of them are until they turn, they flip the gravity switch. <laughs> yeah, but no, well, they're strapped in. The cat's not. I thought they were all floating. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I think I it was just wrong. I think it was just yeah. a cat, but I, all I noticed was the cat at least. Dyke out. They're like, okay, it should be here. And, and there's nothing. And Fury's like, is it like before the nothingness or just after the nothingness? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, she just like what holds out her fist and then it uh, appears. Well, on her arm, she's like, let's disable the cloaking device or whatever. Yeah. Like. And it appears, yeah. And it's giant. Yeah. So... They go into this big ship thing and there's... Marvel's laboratory. Okay. And there's also a bunch of scrolls on the spaceship. So, and he knows, like the leader scroll knows. He's yeah. like, oh, I finally found you. So like this What's was his... his wife and kid. Yeah, this was his plan all along. There's a bunch of them though. There's, And so Marvel had been helping the scrolls. And she took a bunch of, a group of them here they took as refuge. like safekeeping. Yeah. yeah. So then we also learn that he, so he came to save them. He says that there are thousands of them separated from each other and they're just scattered throughout the galaxy. So his mission is to find them all and reunite them and get find them, them a home. Get them to a home. Yeah. yeah. Find a home. We also find out that the core at this point is the blue cube. It's the same blue cube from Captain America. Yeah. And yeah, it's we kept see the in a Fonz cube. <laughs> yeah. Lunch pail. Fonz lunch pail. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. The Fonz, man. So just at this just as they find the cube and tuck it back into the Fonz lunchbox, Jude Law breaks in with an army. Mm-hmm. And he captures her. Well, he captures Carol back into a mind trap and sends her to talk to the AI. Yeah, she's like kneeling in this puddle of goo, which is AI goodness. Yeah. And it's talking about how I can take it away if it gave it to her and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And at this point, she realizes that the power came from the cell, not from Kree. So, but then AI tells her she's never been able to control it without their help. Meanwhile, we flash back over to the group on the spaceship, and they're scanning the cat. And they oh, you're talking. Okay. They detect that he's a high threat, and so they put this little like Hannibal Lecter mask on him. And then Agent Fury, they scan him, and he's a low threat. And he's like, "That machine isn't right. That's just a cat." Agent Fury makes a comment when they're scanning the cat about being high danger her high threat level and they muzzle him up like Hannibal Lecter and Fury gets mad. He's like, he's not Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And then they scan him like human low threat. <laughs> he's pissed. <laughs> he's like, that thing's broken. Human man, low threat. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But we find out this cat is a badass cat. So is a, he is a, a high, he is a high threat. Right. So then we flash back over to the AI and she's telling carol that she's only human and then we have a bunch of flashbacks of her like falling down she's falling or she crashes her go-kart she's falling down off of a rope during boot camp she just keeps falling down but each time she gets back up and then i think that that's when she realizes like yeah i'm only human 
But the beauty of being a human is like the resiliency to get back up once you've fallen. The mind power. Yeah. And so she then starts trying to fight back and like break free. And you can tell she starts taking control over the AI control of the ship or whatever because like the ai has control of the ship right now somehow and they have like all these little handcuffs on the kree or the scrolls and like the handcuffs start falling off so like ai is losing its power right and then she ends up you know completely coming free of like this goo that's around her and she uses her fists to blast jude jude law and his army Yeah, she finally set herself free. Yeah. And then she runs out with the Fawn's lunchbox. And it has the box in it. The cube is in the box. (laughs) Yeah. So she meets Agent Fury, the cat, and Rambo. And she's like, here, you guys take the cube and I'm going to keep the lunchbox. And he's like, what, you want me to hold it? Like, I don't want to touch that thing. And so then just... Right on cue, the cat turns out it is actually a flurkin, and it has this like octopus mouth thing that comes yeah, out like and six snatches up. Come out <laughs> and grab that cube and swallows it. Yeah. And then he just like blinks a little bit and licks licks his lips. Meow. And Agent Fury is like, "What the hell just happened?" Because he was holding the cat while he did that, <laughs> and so now he's like. Okay. Nice kitty. Nice kitty. He's mm-hmm. scared. So So then Operation Happy Days starts. Happy yeah. Days Diversion. Yeah, they're supposed to go save the scrolls. And then she goes to be a decoy and fight Jude Law because right. she's got that lunch pail, so they think that the box is. This is, is the part of it. the movie too where she's just getting shot at like so many times and just can't die. Yeah. I I'm not gonna say I don't like that part about it, but it's just so odd to me how well, it's like Superman. Um, she's got to have some sort of a weakness. We just don't know what we don't what know it what it is, is yet. yet. But I'm sure yeah, we'll learn in other movies. Die. Yeah, and so they go to save the scrolls and run into a big army of these Kree, and the Flurkin literally just eats the entire army. <laughs> And so yeah. now Agent... In the hallway of this spaceship. <laughs> yeah, Agent Fury. It, it does the same thing. The octopus arms come out. It sucks the whole army into its belly. And then it just like licks its lips and blinks and meows. And Agent Fury is like, okay. <laughs> like he's really freaked out now by this cat. But he also is like, good job, cat. Like you're on my side. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to piss that cat off. No. And so then, and then we get a flashback car- or flash over to Carol. She's kicking more ass. She's just fighting, being a badass. I think at this point, or some point, briefly before, just after this, the holograph, the person that was in the holograph talking to Jude Law, that army like shows up. Oh yeah. In force, and they're getting ready to, I don't know, do something. But they're they're showing up. Yeah. While she's fighting everyone. Yeah. Yeah, there are a bunch of bad guys now. There's a lot going on. And then Agent Fury runs into some more bad guys. And then he instantly just holds the kitty out like, okay, do your thing. But this time the Octomouth doesn't come out. And so then he sets the cat down and is like, thanks a lot. And the cat walks over and starts like rubbing against the leg of one of these 
supposed bad guys. And he's like, okay, good job. Thanks for switching teams, cat. Like, that's rude. Pick a side. Yeah. But then, you know, they kind of like shuffle them off or whatever. They're like captive now. But one of the bad guys kind of whispers to him and is like, hey, it's it's me. And so it's actually, it turns out, it's just the leader of the scroll. Yeah, the cat already knows this. Yeah, the cat's very smart. Like, that cat is handy yeah. to have around. It's posy to have around. <laughs> yeah. They are working their way to this ship to fly off. Um, but then the scroll guy that's in disguise ends up shooting the other bad guys. So they're able to make it onto the ship. But then... As the back door to the plane spaceship thing is shutting... The head scroll does get shot. Uh, he doesn't die. Yeah. But he's injured. Yeah. And then they do have another spaceship that's hot on their tail. So they're being chased around. Meanwhile, Jude Law takes off in his own little mini spaceship. Yeah, it's like a sweet cruiser. Like type a little spaceship. pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like interesting to me how there's these big bulky giant cargo looking ones. And there's those little tiny sporty looking ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and so Carol is, like, holding on to it. She's trying to get into the ship, but she can't get in with him because it's, like, the glass is closed on it. So she's, like, trying to break in, but she can't. Then she falls off, and she starts plummeting to Earth, but then just kind of, like, relaxes into it. I didn't fully understand that bit. I think that it was, like, her power. Like a way to focus? Like, protecting her. Like, yeah, like, kind of, like... She basically, like, moved Earth with her mind and just, like, it was like a cocoon for her. (laughs) Mm. I don't know. It was like a soft pillow that she just, like, slowly landed into. So now the spaceship is getting shot at by Jude Law. Um, But then, luckily, Carol comes flying up. Just her. No spaceship needed. And she starts shooting at the ship. Well, she hits... She just hits Jude Law's spaceship. Yeah, she just and it goes rams into it and he crashes. And then she's just like zooming around, celebrating, but then notices there's some big missile coming for Earth. They're like nuclear warheads. Yeah. And there's a couple dozen of them. Yeah. They've been launched from the big military hooded guys. Yeah, and she's able to stop those. Um, she just well, she flies right one, up to it. <laughs> yeah. Stops it, turns around, throws it back at the rest, and they all blow up. Yeah. And then she wants to get to this big ship thing that is looks like it's going to be attacking Earth. So, like, that's where the missiles are coming from. And they start shooting at her, and she literally just dodges all of the attempts to shoot uh, her she down. She doesn't dodge them all. Like, they hit well, her. Well, they hit a couple of times. It's like, yeah. ow, ow. But it's like a... But it doesn't stop her. Yeah. <laughs> Like she's like flying through and exploding little spaceships. She flies through one of the ships entirely, like front to back, and it blows up and implodes. Yeah. And then she flies around and hovers right in front of like the window where like the main leader is. Yeah. And then they decide to piece the fuck out because they're scared. Well, she's and just staring at them. She is staring them and down. And showing them mercy, which I think is a mistake. Well, one of them does say, we'll come back for the weapon. And the other one's like, the core? And the first guy's like, no, the woman. Right. And then they zoom off. So, yeah. I mean, she should have just blown them up right then and there because they're going to come back. Right. We're going to have more movies to watch. (laughs) Yeah. 
So now Jude Law is scared. And there, so she's back on the ground with Jude Law, and he's in his little crashed plane. And he's like, stands up and he starts acting like a proud dad. Like, see, you are, you learned, you learned how to harness your power. Like, I am such a good trainer and mentor. You finally have figured it out. Like, good job. But, like, really, he's just like trying to act tough. He's trying to save himself. Yeah. And then he says, prove that you can beat me. And so she shoots him and he goes flying and then she walks up to him and he, and then she says, you know, I actually, I don't have anything to prove. So she puts him back into the spaceship with a message to tell the Supreme intelligence that she's coming to end this war. So she sends him off into space. That's very funny though. Cause that craft spaceship didn't want to take off and she kind of just whips her finger at it and it just, flies sails away (laughs) yeah and then we flash over to the plane with agent fury and he's playing with the cat he's like good kitty good kitty and all of a sudden the kitty just and like slashes his eye with his claws and they're everyone else is like oh my god are you okay and he's like yeah it's just a cat scratch and the squirrel's like no no it's a flirking scratch (laughs) fucking cat (laughs) Hey, so. Samuel L. Jackson's got a pretty decent voice on him, too. Yeah. He sings that Mr. Postman song. <laughs> yeah. Was that after this? I can't remember. Yeah, I, th- um, I think Shortly it's Shortly after next end. scene, a yeah. couple weeks later, something like that. He's got a decent voice. Yeah. Yeah, they're having family dinner with the scrolls, and she said... Uh, oh, back Car- in Rainbow's house. Yeah. In Louisiana, I, that's right. Yeah, and Carol says she's going to help them find a new home. Um. She gives Agent Fury his pager back, but she said that she upgraded it so he can page her basically in any galaxy that she's in. In an emergency. Emergencies only. Oh, not any galaxy. There was a limit. She's like, I think it'll reach out a few galaxies. And then this is when they he sings to her. Hmm. Um, they say goodbye. She says goodbye to her friends. And then she takes off with the scrolls. And then we see Agent Fury back on the job, and he wants to find more heroes because he knows... He's got an eye patch at this time, too. <laughs> yes. So he's learned... Oh, yeah. And then he gets a package delivered, and it's a bunch of fake eyes. Yeah. You got an important decision to make. <laughs> what color is your eye going to be? Yeah. But he wants to find more heroes because he knows that they're going to need it. And he still has the cat, a.k.a. the Flurkin. And then he starts typing on his computer and he's working on getting the initiative, the Avenger initiative going. Well, it's not called the Avengers initiative. At first. Initially. Yeah. But then that's what he decides to make it. Because on the photograph of Carol uh, climbing into the cockpit of the fighter jet, on the side of the fighter jet, it says Carol and then it says the Avenger. Yeah. Avenger. Danvers, yeah. Danvers, yeah. So her so. nickname was the Avenger, so he calls it the Avengers Initiative. Yeah. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. I will recap, because I know this is usually a point of contention for me, is that I liked all the music in the movie. I just don't know why it's got to be in the movie. Well, it has a place. It feels like it, it was, was done more tastefully than other 90s well, because movies. It, I think the... The point in this movie is that it's current day or pretty current day and they're wanting to take you back into time and they want to set it in the 90s. So they've got to like really make it feel like it's the 90s to get a good setting. 
A lot of movies that were made in the 90s weren't necessarily supposed to be set in the 90s so much as just like that's when they were. So then it feels dated. But like things that are currently made set in today, it's going to feel dated in 20 years as well. You know, I I don't know what I can put my finger. I cannot put my finger on it. Yeah. There's something about maybe the editing. It seems more tasteful. Yeah. You know. Well, I do have an honorable mention, and it is the cat, the Flurkin. I love him. He's my favorite character for sure. If they could just continue making movies about him, I would be here for it. I would well, watch I him every single day. To cats, I am allergic to cats, but I still like them, and I we love this know. one. <laughs> we don't know if you're allergic to Flurkins, though. No, <laughs> you know what? I have a feeling I'm not. Probably not. Yeah, because he's basically octopus, so. You know, comparing cats to dogs, cats are more self-sustaining, oh, self-reliant, yeah. Yeah. independent. They're an easier pet to Maybe own. your next dog is a hairless cat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hypoallergenic cat. You know, Mr. Bigglesworth. Well, it's not. We wouldn't name the cat that. Oh, I would. <laughs> Why wouldn't you name your cat that? Or what's the, what does she name it in Friends, Rachel? That cat was terrible, though. That kind of gives you an aversion to hairless cats. <laughs> we could just name it Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I loved the Flurkin. He was. What did you think of the movie? I liked the movie. I liked it a lot. I'm I'm happy that this was our second movie. If we had more duds, I would be less interested in watching the rest of, rest of them. But because we got this one. I'm here for it. I feel like she gives everything that you need out of a superhero. Like she obviously doesn't have very many weaknesses. She probably only has one weakness. And which maybe we find out her weakness is actually just her emotion. And so as long as she's channeling her emotions correctly, she doesn't have a weakness. Who knows? I don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. That is a very fine line to walk as a director. Yeah. And a writer. Yeah. To have someone's weakness be their emotions. Yeah. Really? I mean... You gonna put that out there? So I don't know. I don't know what her weakness is. I'm just throwing that out there right now as speculation. No, I don't know either. I do hope we find her weakness. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Comparing this one to Captain America, I think I like Captain America more. Oh, okay. Because I I could see more conspiracies being developed. I like conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah, especially in movies. Yeah, it's, we know. It's more believable. It's not. I mean, neither one is. They're comics. Yeah. Well, it is more believable. I mean, it Captain America is more believable, but that's kind of what I don't like about but it. But on the flip side, this one's could be argued it's more believable. Well, I want something that... The whole that, use of lasers and stuff like that. Yeah, I want something that's like out of this world. Like something that is really outstanding that's well, a superhero one, this one did accomplish that i mean yeah. captain america was everything's happening on earth within earth nothing from outside of earth and it didn't really make sense right i feel like there could be a movie pre-captain america to explain how the cube gets here the blue cube yeah because in the second movie just the second well the second movie kind of explains it did the doctor bring it with her I'd like to see a well, movie no, about Dr. Marvel. Well, no, because that was Marvel. in the 80. Well, I guess we don't, we don't know, know how old Creed can age. live. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Jude Law's aging well. That's true. In real life. Well, yeah, maybe he actually is Creed. 
<laughs> we don't know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's definitely, we started at the beginning in air quotes, but I feel like there's more to tell prior to all this. Yeah. Because I still have a lot of questions. Well, and who knows? Maybe Marvel has that up their sleeve that they're going to go back further in time before, you know, and later. So those that have read the comics, maybe no. Maybe it's already out there. Yeah, it probably just hasn't had a movie. I'm sure made on it, it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. We just don't know, but we will find. I feel Do like they still we'll make comics yes. today. Yes. Oh. Okay. I feel like we're only two movies in, so there's definitely going to be a lot more to learn. I think the story is going to progress a lot. So, I think, and obviously, the Avengers is like a big part of Marvel. And there's a lot of movies on the Avengers. So, and I'm not sure if all of Marvel are considered Avengers. I think only like a specific group of them are the Avengers. But anyways, so I think that it's going to. I think Marvel movies, if Agent Fury's in them, he's looking for people to add heroes to add to the Avengers oh, group. Oh, okay. So maybe they all really are. So he of. might be, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe he's looking for a hero. Turns out they don't become part of the Avengers group. Yeah. Maybe they're bad or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll find there'll out. There'll be a story about it. Because yeah, isn't like the Fantastic Four or yeah, something? Yeah, like, I wasn't going to put you on the spot for that. I was going to ask you the same thing, but they're probably DC. No, I... Th- I think that they're Marvel. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, but we'll find out because we're going to watch them all. So <laughs> so how did this rate in uh, IMDb? So for IMDb, this got a 6.8 out of 10. And Rotten Tomato, the critics scored it at a 79% and audience only scored it at 45%. See, I so, think I'm in between audience and IMDb. It's... It's like shocking to me that people, so people really didn't like this movie. I think what attracted you to it was what you watched prior. Like not yeah, comparing it to all I know. Marvel movies. I think you're just comparing it like Only one to, to the Captain other. Captain America. But here's the thing. The audience gave Captain America 75%. That's interesting. I know. But also, I guess here's another thing. This is another way to look at it. Captain America was made in 2011 and Captain Marvel was made in 2019. There's been a lot of Marvel movies since Captain America. Released between the two. Yeah, so maybe when it was newer, people were just like way more excited about it. And now because there's so many and it's so diluted that you have to do something really special for people to get excited about well, it. I'm trying to put myself in a Marvel comic universe fan's shoes having all those releases and then this comes out we already you and i already have some questions arise from this movie yeah just imagine all the questions they have like why make us a movie where we now have more questions like we we didn't get very many answers like we now have more questions than we had before this movie came out yeah they want answers to their questions fill in the holes in the story right yeah so i could see that being frustrating and leaving all these questions on the table once this movie's over could be frustrating and create a low score, maybe. The other side of it is, I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of too blah. Yeah. I don't know. I really like this movie. I also, I do have a soft spot, I think, for female badasses. I just, I want to see more female superheroes, badass. Like, us girls, we got to stick together and take over the world, so... 
<laughs> That's already happened. <laughs> so I just, I like that aspect of it too. And also I love 90s. I love 90s nostalgia. So I feel like that also is a soft spot of mine, which is maybe partly plays into why I like this movie so much. Versus your 40s nostalgia. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I feel like I would have given it maybe like an 85%, like an 8.5 for IMDb. I would have rated it a lot higher than they all rated it. So I'm going to put it like at Captain America level. Yeah. Maybe a tick above, tick below. Depends on the day. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm hoping by the third movie, Marvel movie, I'll have more of an insight to these other movies. Like clearly we're seeing connections in so, a, a storyline chronologically, but. So do you agree with the ratings? Like, do you feel like they're pretty fair? The Rotten Tomatoes score is 79. It seems way too high. Oh. They're usually pretty hard on movies. I thought. Well, it's, it's the critics. IMDb I mean, putting it in the middle. It seems like a middle to lowish. Like it's a comic book movie still. Yeah. And you know I like realistic type movies. Yeah. That's kind of why I lean towards Captain America being a little higher. Yeah. Well, next week we are going back to Star Wars. We'll be watching Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. And, you know, I'm I'm interested to see where this story progresses. I have surprisingly liked the first one. I'm hoping that the second one is good as well. Um, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Oh, remind me to ask you after we watch Attack of the Clones, which one you like more so far, Star Wars or yeah. Marvel? Yeah, I think we're going to kind of go through and do that for both of them. Or like for every episode, we'll just kind of evaluate whether we like this one more or less than previous. So but yeah, tune in next week for Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the episode. Please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Lost Eras. If you like listening to us review movies, check out our other podcast, The Eras of Horror, and don't forget to rate and review. New episodes every Wednesday. Wednesday.